from AM and FM stations around the country. Welcome to the Small Business Administration award-winning School for Startups Radio, where we talk all things small business and entrepreneurship. Now, here is your host, the guy that believes anyone can be a successful entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is not about creativity, risk, or passion, Jim Beach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of School for Startups Radio. It is Friday the 15th. I hope you're having a great day and have big plans for a little fun, a little relaxing, and maybe a little work this weekend. Us entrepreneurs work on Saturday and Sunday too. We have a fantastic show for you today, a little unusual. We have a theme. You know, we always have two great guests and very rarely do they match in terms of expertise or topic today. They do financial planning. So we have two great financial planners, Brent Kessler. He is with the money multiplier. We're going to talk about borrowing from yourself, this idea that you can become your own bank. We've talked about it before, and it is a very interesting idea. I have personally done some of the pieces of this, not all of it. I have my insurance is in whole, not term, and you will understand that when you hear the interview, and I have borrowed against it to start a business. And I'll tell you the rest of the story. So the rest of the whole story is my wife said, no, we don't want to invest in that business. So I went behind her back, put in a hundred thousand, lost it got caught, slept on sofa. Did you get the story there? So anyway, Brent will be with us. I obviously didn't do it right because the investment didn't work out, but I have borrowed against myself. I have been my own bank. And then Scott Lask will be with us. He has a new book out called Let's Win, Let Wall Street Work for You. Very successful planner as well. And both Scott, Brent, and I, with both of these great guys, not only do we learn their strategy. So first part of the interviews, I want you to learn what they are saying. Second part of the interview, how did you build your business? How did you get to the point where you have a 30-year track record with millions, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars under management? How'd you get your first customer? How did you get the money to start your business? All of the things that could help you start a business very similar to that. And if you listen to our interviews, you will see that that is always our pattern. First half of the interview, understand the guest and what they believe. Second half of the interview, how did their career turn out this way? How did they build their business so that you can copy and emulate and borrow and steal their ideas so that you can go and be successful too? It's amazing how many of them bootstrapped. So, Fantastic show for you today and excited for you to be here on Monday. Wow, this is a great idea. What if we took the excellence of AI, (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, and applied it to parenting? You know, I am obsessed with parenting as I have four of these kid things and I want to be a good parent. I know you do too. Us entrepreneurs, I think, are more concerned parents because we're pushing our children 
to be better themselves by having possible new futures and outcomes. And so taking AI and turning that toward parenting, that excites me. Anyway, great show today. First, hope you have a good weekend. We'll get started with uh, financial planning here in just a second. you will reach out to us if you have any questions or comments or if you need help with your business at any stage from concepts to exit jim accepts all connections on linkedin he tweets from at entrepreneur jim and he responds to emails at james.beach at att.net thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show we are back in again thank you so much for being with us on a great friday and excited for a big weekend i hope you are too I have heard about the money multiplier, our next topic for a long time, and I've never really understood it. So I'm excited to welcome our first guest today. His name is Brent Kessler. He is an expert on this idea called the money multiplier. He has a book out called Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, Step Into the Secrets of the Wealthy. He explains it all there. He also has his own firm and is based out of Florida. You can reach him. We will get URLs at the end. Brent, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So I buy whole life insurance and then borrow against it. And then they call me a Rockefeller. Is that the system? <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, that's, that's partly true because how did the wealthy build wealth? How did the wealthy use wealth? The Rockefellers, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays. This is how Walt Disney built Disneyland. It's how Ray Kroc funded McDonald's. It's how Pampered Chef got started before Warren Buffett bought Pampered Chef. But yes, you're essentially right. The vehicle that we're using to build, keep, and create wealth is a whole life insurance policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. Now, the big difference, Jim, is this is not any whole life policy. In other words, it's not one that you can go buy from your brother-in-law that sells life insurance, right? We all have a brother-in-law that sells life insurance. No, no, no. This is not that policy. This is a specifically designed, specially engineered whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends that is designed for high immediate cash value. One more time on that statement, high immediate cash value. And here's what that means. It means when you put money into this policy, you immediately have access to the cash value. And my definition of immediately is within the first 30 days. So it is a different type of whole life policy, but it's been around for over 200 years is okay. The concept. And then the thing that we teach is the concept called the infinite banking concept, how to become the banker in your own life, which there was a book by a guy named R. Nelson Nash. He wrote this book, Becoming Your Own Banker. So we're just applying those concepts and those principles to your financial life. All right. Well, explain what happens. <clears throat> so we buy this particular policy 
and give me some numbers here. How much is it going to cost for me to get what kind of coverage? And then what happens? And is it a harder policy to get because it is so specialized? Well, um, no, it's not a harder policy to get because it's specialized. It's it's going to be, um, as far as in order to get a life insurance policy, actually any life insurance policy, obviously you have to qualify. So it's not like you can just go out and say, hey, I want a life insurance policy. You have to qualify. In other words, you have to look as good on the inside as you do on the outside. So let's just say, Jim, you came to me and said, hey, Brent, I really want this policy, but I have cancer or I just had four feet of my intestines removed. Well, you are probably not going to get a policy. However, the good news is, is that you can buy policies on other people that you have a vested interest in, such as your family, a spouse, a child, a grandchild, or even if you're in business with somebody on a partner on your business. So you can own and control that policy, okay, and control every aspect of it. All right. So give me the numbers then for it. Well, okay, the, the numbers, the one thing you mentioned is like, okay, how much coverage? Well, see, that is where we have to shift our mindset because when we buy this type of policy, we aren't asking how much death benefit or how much coverage do we want. The question we're asking is how much cash do we want to put in the policy? Now, the amount of money, Jim, that you put in your policy is totally up to you. So, our clients will tell us the amount of dollars they want to put in the policy. So it might be $200 a month. It may be $100,000 a year. Okay. So the thing that happens is you tell us the amount that you want to put in, and that's the amount we're going to attempt to get you approved for. Now, the insurance company looks at it on the, on the side of the death benefit. So however much that you put in the policy is going to buy you X amount of death benefit. I'll give you a quick, easy example. Let's say you told me that you wanted to put in a thousand dollars a month into your policy, which would be the same as 12,000 a year. Well, that will buy you X amount of death benefit based on your age and your health. And if you want to put in twice the amount or 2,000 a month or 24,000 a year, that will buy you twice the amount of death benefit. So let's say you have three people age 20, 40, and 60, and they all want to put in $1,000 a month into their policy, and they are all in equal health. They go to the same insurance company on the same day, well, who's going to get the most death benefit? It would be the youngest person. Who's going to get just the lowest death benefit? It would be the oldest person. That just makes sense when it comes to coverage and death benefit. However, though, cash, cash is not that way at all. So if you have those same three people, and let's say they go into the grocery store with a $20 bill, the same store at the same time, who's going to be able to buy the most groceries, all of them are going to be able to buy the same amount of groceries. So in other words, cash is not affected by your age or your health inside of the policy. The only thing that's affected is the death benefit. And the reason you're doing this type of policy, Jim, is because you're concerned about the cash. And that's why we're doing it is for the cash value. 
Right. Okay. So I understand so far. Mm. Keep going. Keep explaining. <clears throat> okay. So the policy that okay, the policy that we're buying is a whole life policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. Now, I have a full presentation that you said I'll uh, okay, I'll be able to share at the end how you to can watch do that, that. Now, you can it's Oh, uh, is okay. com your favorite best site to send us to? That is www.themoneymultiplier.com. T-H-E, the word money, the word multiplier.com. The thing you can go on there and you can click on some buttons and it says watch Brent now. I have a full 90 plus minute presentation and with also downloadable handouts and attachments of how this concept works. There's three main principles that that I go over. Number one is I is I teach you how you can borrow money at a higher rate than what you're earning and make money all day long. And number two, I show you how to get back all of the money for all the products and services that you're currently buying. And the one thing I show you is how to get the money back on a car. So let's just say that when whenever you go buy a car or anybody in your audience buys a car, the only way you buy a car is you pay cash, you bank finance, or you lease it. Those are the only three ways that people buy cars. Well, what you have to do, Jim, is you have to to give your money to the car dealer. The car dealer gives you the car. He's got the money. You got the car. Transaction is over. Everybody goes home happy. Well, the thing I do is I show you by adding this one step in your financial life, how not only do you get the car, but you also recycle and recapture and get all of the money back. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how do I do that? How do I pay for a car, get the car and get my money back? Well, it's called recycling and recapture your money. As a matter of fact, this has been around so long that there's a man named Robert Kiyosaki that wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He also wrote another book. It's called Second Chance. This is exactly what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in that book, Second Chance. But the problem is, is he makes it too complicated and difficult to understand. There's another guy named Tony Robbins that wrote a book called Money Master the Game. Tony Robbins talks about the exact concept that I teach in chapter 5.4 of that book, right? So, so I just break it down and make it very simple for people to understand. So again, okay, the thing I do is I show you how to recycle and recapture and keep all of that money in your family so there's no money being uh, like out to other people that's being leaked out. And the third thing I do is I show you how, like if you have debts, expenses, if you're buying products or services or even doing investments, I show you how by running your money through this concept, I, I completely... The thing I do is I map that out for you, kind of hence called my book, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. I map it out exactly how that's going to work. For example, um, I, I, as far as example, just on my story, I had $984,711 in debt that I owe to third-party creditors back in 2008, and I was able to apply this concept and I was able to pay that debt off in 39 months, three years and three months. And 
I did not have to change my cash flow. I didn't have to work any harder, take any additional risk or lose control. I just added this one step in my financial life. So I go through in that recorded presentation, what we call the money multiplier map, and I map out how that is done. And I give you specific details of how that is done. And the example that I use in my presentation is an individual that has almost four $470,000 of debt and he pays it off in 61 months, five years in one month. Well, go through the car for us, Brent. You've told us a lot about what you can do, but we need a real example now with the real numbers. So walk through the car. Yeah. Well, again, it, it's a, it's a, a bit challenging to do it on the phone without seeing the spreadsheet. So let me give you the high level. So what you're doing in this example is that you're putting in $10,000 a year into this whole life policy. In other words, about 850 bucks a month. And the thing that you do is you go out and you buy a $25,000 car at the end of the third year, beginning of the fourth year. Now, really the thing that you're going to do, Jim, in real life, is you're never going to wait that long to use the cash value in your policy. Uh, as I said earlier, you're going to use it in the first 30 days. So now the thing you do is you are going to go out and you're going to borrow the $25,000 to buy the car. It's going to come out of your money. It's going to come out of your program or your concept that you've developed. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pay yourself back for that car that you just bought. Yes, I said pay yourself back. See, like when you go to a bank and borrow money from them, you pay them back with interest. You don't think twice about it and you never skip a beat. So if you do that, with bank's money, you got to do it with your own money. Because if you don't pay yourself back with interest for the money that you borrow from yourself, what you're saying is your money's not as valuable as the bank. So in this example, we borrow $25,000 to buy the car. We pay ourselves back $500 a month or $6,000 a year for five years. So we borrowed $25,000 and we've paid back $30,000. And at the end of this concept, which is at the end end of the eight years, because remember the thing in this example, we waited three years to buy the car. Um, normally we wouldn't wait three years, but we had to build, we had to have the 25,000, right? Because we were only putting in $10,000 a year into the policy. Right, if you put more in number, sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you put more in, you could do it like uh, just buy the $25,000 car sooner. So when you watch the presentation, you'll see where you're able to, to, to do the same thing, but just with less money. So at the end of the eight years, the thing that we've done is we have a $75,000 um, as far as injection is what we have in to it because we put in, um, Okay, so the thing we did is, um, okay, so our net injection, and again, I show all this on my spreadsheet, on my, on my, like on my charts, but, the, but just to give you the big picture, we have a $75,000 injection into this concept. And we also now have about $73,000 and some change as cash. And we also have the car. 
as well. So in in so in that example, we got back ninety seven cents or ninety seven percent of every dollar for that car. So not only do we have the car, we have 97% of the money. In other words, 73,000 of the 75,000 total injection. But well, now you go buy another car. Where'd the 75 come from? I missed it, that. Okay. The so 75, 25 and you paid back 30. I was that I was with you until then. Then okay. I lost the 75 jump. Yeah, right. So the thing we did in this example is we put in 10,000 a year into the policy for seven years, a total of 70,000. Okay. We paid back 500 a month or 6,000 a year for five years. So that's a hundred thousand dollars that we put in to the policy, but we took 25 of that out to buy the car. So a hundred minus 25 is 75. So 75 is our net injection, but now we have 73 and some change is cash value into the policy but it doesn't stop there because you go buy another $25,000 car you no longer put dollars into the policy in the example that I show all you do is you pay yourself back with interest so I borrowed 25 I put back 30 so over the next five years now we have um, an injection of a total of um, 130,000 into it but we bought two cars for 25 each of 50 for a total of for a total of 50 so our net injection is 80 but we have 93,000 in cash in our policy and not only do we have the 93,000 we have the two cars that we've owned driven and used one for five years one for 10 years and if we want to sell the cars we can um you know we can like either sell them give them away donate them it's completely up to you so now after the second car not only have you recaptured all of the money, but you also have almost an extra $15,000 that you didn't have before. So the longer it goes, the bigger the numbers get because it's the design of the policy and it's the growth that's happening inside the policy. Because see, Jim, the main thing is, is that is that anybody that starts this concept, the thing you do is you see the contract first, okay? So basically in the contract, it has the numbers of what's going to happen inside of the policy. And the reason that you probably have not heard about this concept before, or most people haven't heard about it is because agents aren't talking about it because in order to design your policy this way, even if your insurance company would allow you to, and a lot of them don't, but even if you were allowed to design the policy this way, the agent doesn't want you to buy this type of life insurance policy because in order to design this policy, this way, the agent has to take a 60 to a 90, 60 to 90, 60 to 90% cut in their commission, and they're not willing to give that commission dollars up. Yeah, that would make sense. They would never sell that. It sounds to me, Brent, like you need to be rich in the first place to do this. 
Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And the answer is no. And here's the one thing that I say all the time. I don't care if you make $10 an hour or $10,000 an hour. Everybody needs to break the bonds of financial slavery. They don't even realize they're in. So you start wherever you want to start. If it's 100 bucks a month, you know, and it started 100 bucks a month. But what happens is once you start and you start to get get back, or in other words, recycle, recapture all that money that's been going out to other people. Now your wealth is starting to build because what's happening, Jim, is now you're keeping all of your money inside of the family. It's a closed system. There's no money being leaked out to other people. So the key is just getting started. I mean, it's just like swimming, right? If you want to swim and you've never gotten in the water, you're not going to go jump in the ocean on the first day. You're going to put on your little floaties and get in the baby pool and get your feet wet. So it's just like if you want to eat an elephant, how do you eat an elephant? Not all in one bite or in one gulp. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. So the important thing is just to start just like any business, right? It's fearful. It's scared to start a business. I mean, Jim, I learned about this concept in 2006 and I thought, it was too good to be true. I was taught this in 06. I thought there had to be a catch to it. It took me two years to start. And the only reason I started is because in 2006, I was sitting in a conference and I heard somebody speak about it. I thought it was too good to be true. Other people in the conference, 10 or 12 of my colleagues, I go back to another conference two years later, they started it and I didn't. And they were basically going on and on, throwing up all over me about how this, this concept was great to build wealth, keep control of your money, pay off your debts, pay off your expenses, all by adding one step in your financial life. So what I did, Jim, is I came home and told my wife in February of 2000, and eight, I said, honey, we have to start implementing this in our life. There's no way that 10 or 12 of my colleagues were lying to me, maybe one or two, but not 10 or 12. And that's when I started. And that totally changed my financial gain. I was able to take that 984,000 plus in debt and apply this concept in February of 2008 and paid it off down the road in 39 months, three years and three months later. I became so passionate about it that I started teaching it in 2012. And now I travel all around the country doing live events, Zoom events, virtual events. And I've been teaching this concept now for 11 and a half years. Well, we will all go watch the video. Brent, again, where can we watch the video and then get in touch? How do we find out more? Yeah, absolutely. The website is www.themoneymultiplier.com. Um, or you can Google my name, Brent Kessler with one S K E S L A R. If you send me an email, Brent at the money B R E N T. Um, I can also 
the thing, I can send you a link. And also either on my website or you can send me an email. I will send every one of your listeners my book. Okay. It's my ebook version of mapping out the millionaire mystery. I'll send that to everybody for free. If you really want a hard copy of the book, not that you need it. It's the same book as the ebook. I will send you a hard copy of the book. All you pay for is the postage. So whatever the postage is, you pay for that. I don't sell my book. I give my book away. Most people take it as the ebook because it's easy. I can email it to you. So Brent at themoneymultiplier.com is my email and my website is www.themoneymultiplier.com. Fantastic. Brent, thank you so much. Thanks for making the video. Appreciate you being with us and uh, we'll check it out. Okay. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you having me on today. Our pleasure. And we will be right back. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful question, actually, Jim. Oh, my gosh. I love the opportunity to do this. Thank you, Jim. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a great one. You know, that is a phenomenal question. That's a great question, and, and I don't have a great answer. That's a great question. Oh, that is such a loaded question. And that's actually a really good question. School for Startups Radio. We are back in again. Thank you so very much for being with us. Very excited to continue our journey and discussion of financial planning in that industry. Please welcome to the show, Scott Lask. He is author of a new book called Let's Win, Let Wall Street Work for You. He has been in the financial planning sector for four industries and for the last four decades, I'm sorry. And for the last two decades, he has been running his own shop and he, you should look at his website. It is very clear what is important to him. I'll let him share that in his own words, but it drips through the website. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim, and thank you for having me. I, you know, it's, it's it's a pleasure to be here. What what do you think drips through your website? What do you want us to get out of it? Because I got one thing that's really clear from all of it. What do you want me to what get? What we wanted to accomplish was uh, not only uh, an inclusive feeling, but that, you know, we're going to give you the tools. We're going to educate you. you. We we work as a team. Yes, we have the expertise and the skill sets that you know fit a certain uh, need. But it's it's a partnership. Um, and one of the overlying values uh, with our team is, you know, we 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 will find the solutions that match the need. But unless it's unanimous between. Uh, all parties, we go back to the drawing board, point B, and mostly, you know, to help you achieve a work-optional lifestyle. Yeah, what I really get out of the website is that money is a small piece of overall happiness and that you're concerned about a holistic mm-hmm. happiness. Is that what you want? Are you happy with what I took away? Absolutely, because, you know, um, we all tend to be a little, uh, you know, myopic in the work we do, but I think what everyone needs to, you know, deliver in a service business is that the end result. And for us, that end result is 
We want people that have peace of mind. They are not stressing with every bump up and down in the economy. And they're looking forward uh, into their futures with, you know, excitement and anticipation and not anxiety and apprehension. So um, I will have to tell uh, our web designer that the message was received. Excellent. Tell us about the firm. What do you want us to know about it? How big is it? How old is it? How many blanks? Mm-hmm. How many blankety dippity ops? What, what do you well, want us to know? We, we went independent in 2004 after working for, you know, a few traditional firms. And uh, we are far from the largest advisory. Uh, that's not our goal. Our goal is to find, you know, clients that not only need our expertise, but we get along. We share the same values. Um, and they also would like to achieve a work-optional lifestyle because, you know, if you've ever been through it, and I'm, I, I imagine everyone has had a moment where money is a real issue, it's an awful feeling. So we keep the team relatively focused on client need, client satisfaction. Um, our biggest challenge right now is that we are looking for trainees in the advisory uh, position. Um, we have looked at buying other practices, um, but in all, in all candor, Jim, we found that the, the, the fit to make it really work with you know what we've established on a, a holistic level for all our clientele, it's too too challenging, and we're better off you know training people from the ground up so that they have our values, our processes, and uh, they 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 understand what we're trying to achieve. I think a lot of people are finding that struggle right now, Scott. So. You're not the only one. Mm-hmm. So how do you, what are you doing to overcome? You say that you're training from within, right? So how mm-hmm. are you even finding the right people to train and how does that affect the, the partnership cycle that you need to have to, to grow? How does that affect the business? Well, um, if anything, it affects it in a positive way because um, we have developed over, you know, the last two decades as an independent a very specific and succinct process on how we move the needle for our clients. So, you know, the 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 actual legwork of, you know, discovery, putting together the uh, proposals, it really um, it, it's pretty simple. The challenge has been, I'm not necessarily looking for someone that says, oh, I want to make a lot of money. Um, We found, actually we have two candidates right now that had been summer interns, and we take them from Stone Cold. They know very little about investing in the stock market, the liability side of, you know, um, a customer's uh, personal balance sheet. And we teach them the basics, and these two candidates, 
One is in her uh, uh, last year, and uh, an offer is coming shortly. Um, and the other one, unfortunately, she's uh, she's not quite there yet, but she's going to intern for us again next summer, and we will consider getting her licensed at that point. I I have found Jim to be candid. Lots of great advisors out there, but I don't want to buy other people's bad habits. So um, it hasn't been a drag on the business because we get, we probably get 40 applications uh, each spring for interns, and we take one to two tops. Well, those are good numbers. That's impressive. What's your investment strategy, Scott? I know you've lived through all of the things, the dot-com craze, the dot-com crash, mm-hmm. the bubbles, the uh, dips, the hurricanes, the mudslides, the locusts. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you, you, you like betting on horses. No, I'm teasing. What, no. What's your strategy? Our strategy comes down to three core principles, and we expand from there. The first is... Never, never make an investment decision emotionally. And that doesn't just confine itself to the liquid stock and bond markets. It means in anything. And the case in point we try to give people is don't be the person who bought Bitcoin at the very top, okay, and then had to explain to himself and the family why they paid 57000 for something that's worth 19000 um, but they did it with the kid's 529 college account, okay? We also don't want people to be that uh, person that gets so scared, so terrified when the economies are in recession, when stock markets like last year are coming down and losing ground to sell out because they can't take the pain anymore. And the way we buffer that, okay, every client has to save cash automatically. We don't want to hold it here. You got to have a cash reserve, okay? I can tell you many, many years ago when I really had a tough financial go uh, with some things, having cash reserve was, was just a blessing. The other thing is you've got to practice real risk management. And I know that some of your listeners may think this is a little cocky, if I can use that word, but there is no reason any one of us has to lose as much as the overall markets when the sellers have the ball and stock prices are going down. Yes, we lost money, but nowhere near what the markets did because, Jim, you don't need to have a degree in math to know if you lose 20 to 30% of your money on paper and you're six years away from retirement, you probably just lost a year and a half, two years just trying to get back to even. So, And the third principle which drives the risk management is you have to keep your eye on changes in economic policy coming out of government. And, you know, if you think about it, just in the last couple of years, policy on government spending changed, policy on interest rate changed, policy on on, uh, price of energy changed. And these types of policy shifts, they create changes in supply and demand, or as we like to say, either the sellers get the ball or the buyers get the ball, and you have to know who's got the ball so you know how to play the game. Those are our three core principles, and 
then it's just a matter of really, really digging in to each person, understanding what money means to them, what they're really trying to accomplish, because it's not necessarily the house that you want to buy in Cape Cod. It's that it'll be in the family, and your kids and your grandchildren will come, and your friends, and you'll have quality time. So those are the things that drive us from the core. And everything else, we, we try to provide as much resource on every single level as we can. Last thing, which we think is really the biggest challenge most people don't realize is most people do not have a pension. And I must tell you, if you are going to depend on how the stock market treats your money when you go into retirement, you are taking a huge risk that can be easily uh, sidestepped and create a personal pension for yourself. The personal pension, what do you mean? Just extra savings on top of? No. No, it's very simple, uh, and I'll say it out loud, but I have to use the industry disclaimer. This is neither an offer to buy or sell securities. Please consult your advisor. But it comes down, it's very simple. Look at the variable annuity markets. Look at the uh, indexed annuity markets because you're buying something that's half investment, half insurance guarantees. You need to fully... Uh, educate yourself, but when you can take a portion of your portfolio, liquid assets, and lock down a number uh, that you know come, you know, uh, hell or high water, you're getting that paycheck every year. It's a big difference when you go into retirement. And I mean, Jim, think about anyone you know that retired in 2007. By mid-2009, they were really beat up. They, they lost dividend income. They lost interest rate income. And they, instead of taking the 3% they planned on withdrawing from their portfolio, now they're taking 8 And they're still down 30 40%. So we educate people. We urge them to look into it fully. For some people, it's not a good fit. For some people, it is. But you've got to have a mechanism to make sure when you stop working, you're getting a paycheck. I like that. That's a good line. I, our, our family has decided to do that with real estate and rentals. And so, mm -hmm. but it's the same principle. You've got to have exactly. something coming in when you're 80. Right. And, and the beautiful thing about real estate, Jim, even though I don't sell it uh, per se other than, you know, uh, the occasional deal here and there, it's the only asset that I know of where if you are a long-term investor, you get your money back and you still own the property. And as rentals go up, which they always do, your equity goes up. So it's like having a bond that gives you more interest and occasionally you get a nice big fat dividend. Exactly. What do you see with the market right now overall, Scott? Where where do you put it? Uh, well, I think that... We've had a good run um, here for a while. Well, yeah, the summer rally has uh, definitely priced a lot of stocks to perfection. Um, you know, but there, there are a couple of headwinds that the market... And the market always loves to climb the wall of worry. Which is not a bad thing because it does produce some caution. But the headwinds I think we're going to have to deal with the next, at least through the end of the year, is 
uh, is inflation going to cool or are we going to head into a recession? Um, what's the Fed really going to do? We have a thought, we have an idea, but we don't know for sure. Um, what's going to happen, you know, with uh, the, the upcoming election next year? These are things that can drastically change policy. And um, I think at this moment, based on where things are, we're being very selective. Uh, we, uh, we did trim some positions, um, but the, 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 the bright side is it's very clear that the, the evolving of AI as a technology is going to be the driver, uh, we believe, over the next many years. Um, but we're taking a more conservative approach rather than to try to find um, the next NVIDIA or the next great disruptor. Um, we're taking the California gold rush approach. In other words, yeah, some miners really struck it rich, but the people that truly made the money were the general store owners and the... Uh, right, Wells right, Fargo. right, the Levi's. Exactly. So, you know, we've been buying a lot of investments that have, you know, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google, uh, you know, uh, those types of names. And I got to be blunt. It's the best bond market I've seen in almost 10 years for adding yield. And I myself have personally been buying more yield from our our accounts um, because it's kind of hard when you can get, you know, a solid five, five and a half percent, whether it's a CD or a good name corporate bond. um, You know, that's a great return to compete against stocks. So we're happy that we can buy some more fixed income to balance out the accounts. Real fast, Scott, who are the two nominees? Oh, I have no idea. At this point, I am still in a wait and see. I mean, I think that most people uh, are thinking we're getting a rematch of 2020, but who knows? I think there's zero chance of that. I hope so, because you know what? We don't need the distraction. I'd like to see some new names, some new blood, and I'd like it really, and I'm saying this as uh, politically I'm an agnostic, and Jim, just so you know, I study political science as undergrad, and it taught us, or at least our professors back then taught us, don't wave a party flag. Look at what they're telling you and decide, is this going to be good for the country? Will this work? And does it make sense? So I would like to see young, you know, younger blood on both sides and make it difficult. I would love nothing more than to go into October of 2024 personally and think, I'm still not sure whether I'm going to vote for this person or that person because they're both compelling. That would be my ideal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I have, hope, some, uh, I have a, yeah. a, a new guy I'd really like you to meet. I, I have a friend of mine named Sam Bankman-Fried. I'd love for you to uh, invest with him right now, too. Yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, I, I feel for Sam, but uh, I think Sam's going to have to find a little more religion. He's... Um, he, he definitely did not endear himself to certain folks at the uh, judicial level. Uh, and I, I hope that he comes out of this a better person. I really do. Well, that's going to be 20 to 30 years from now. Scott, let's yes, switch sir. the conversation totally. How do you build a practice? How do you build uh, a financial planning agency? Mm-hmm. How? 
start from the scratch. The first thing you have to accept is you need to really become an expert um, in your skill set. Now, for us, just to give you um, our niche, you know, we're typically working with business owners, professionals, executives who they're within five to ten years of saying it's time for chapter two. And in many cases, that means a huge liquidity event, where they're leaving a public company and they're going to cash in all their stock and options or they're selling the practice of the company. Um, what I think is most important is any advisor, especially on the insurance side, stop pitching. Stop selling. People are not you know, going to just hand you money because you made a quick impression on them. You've got to earn their trust. And the only way you're going to earn their trust is give instead of asking for something. So we have an entire platform of what we call concierge services um, because from our perspective, no one goes back to work because their stock bond portfolio blew up. They go back to work or they have trouble financially because they didn't have the right insurances. They were exposed to liabilities. They didn't take care of the right paperwork to their will or their estate. So learn who you are. Offer to serve before you ask for something in return and let them come to you. Now, I know that's agonizing for people who are just starting because, you know, you want to get the business going, but... Now, all you're going to do is alienate. You've got to be willing, and this is what we're going to incorporate in our training. It's going to take you two years before you really have enough of a base that you can make a living, which is why we're going to give you all the tools and give you the ability to live and pay your bills while you're building your practice. But don't sell anyone. I think that's great advice. Absolutely. How'd you get your very, very first client? Well, when I started in 1983, um, we had all the information and cold calling was viable. And at the time, Jim, tax-free bonds in New York were paying between 10 and 12%. And it became simple of, you open up the telephone. Uh, I've always had an affinity for working with attorneys. And you'd get a call from someone like me saying, Hi, Jim, this is Scott with uh, Shearson here on Kings Highway. Uh, the only reason I'm calling is that New York City is going to be uh, selling tax-free bonds today. Um, and they're going to pay you 10% for a 10-year hold or 12% for a 20-year uh, hold. Um, do you have any interest? And, you know... Nine times out of ten, people go, yeah, give me some of the 10% bonds. But as, as, the, as the industry evolved and we moved more towards real planning, okay, you have to network. You've got to work with, uh, you know, other people in your space. Um, most new clients that we onboard, if they don't already have an attorney or a good CPA, we set them up with one. Because that foundation has to be super solid so that we don't make any mistakes, you know, be creating a taxable situation or, or registering an account in a name that's going to bollocks up the estate or the legacy plan. So that's how I 
will have our trainees doing it, and that's how I recommend anyone starting into practice today. And I don't think there's ever been a better time to come into the practice, um, you know, into the industry, because there's just so much going on and so much opportunity. Yes, very true. All sorts of good things. Do you all sell insurance as well? Yes, we do a lot of insurance work. Not we didn't originally start out that way, but what would happen is we would be talking and say, tell us what your insurance portfolio looks like. And they'd look at us and go, what do you mean? Well, have you spoken to your insurance professional in the last, you know, three to six months? And they look at you and go, you don't really know who the person is because the person I started with five years ago isn't there. And they keep sending someone new and all they want to do is sell me something new. So then we go over their policies because as an independent advisor, um, the broker-dealer that I work through, we have access to over 110 carriers all across the nation. So we find gaps where people are overpaying or they could improve coverage, uh, increase the dividend growth. Um, and the truth is, we're really happiest when we can say to someone, you know what, Jim, we did as thorough a check as we could, you're really in good shape. Um, but, but it's a gap that must be really looked at because that's where people will get into trouble. How do we find out more? Follow you online, get a copy of the book, learn more from you. Uh, go to my website, www.scott, with two T's, Lask, L-A-S-K, Dot com and uh, on the website you will see a link that'll take you right to Amazon and um, just you know I want I want your listeners to know what what prompted us to write the book when I say us you know I got input from my team as well we wanted something that would share with the public a common sense written in English. Uh, you know, uh, a learning experience that these, they could put to work right away. And that's why we included at the end of each chapter um, an exercise to try to, you know, condition the lesson and, and get some value out of it. So, um, uh, and I hesitate to say this because I think Barry will kill me, but we're going to start working on the second book, uh, you know, in Thanksgiving because uh, there are some strategies we really want the public to know um, that will help them. Fantastic. Scott, thank you so much for being with us. Great stuff. And I hope the book sells well for you. Thank you so much for having us. And you guys have a great day and a great rest of your summer. We're out of time for today, but you know what? We're back tomorrow. Be safe, everyone. No, wait. We're not back tomorrow. It's Friday. We're back Monday. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye.